dude. And then like, I just started my, my phone just blow up. Like, and I was like, what the heck? Like my phone never blows up. I'm nobody blows up Lindsay Dorado's tweet because they don't know they got, he's got a Twitter or they don't know he speaks English. So I don't, I'm not going to read what he says, but on this day, they were like, I'm going to read it. And they were like, apparently this guy was an asshole to a lot of other dudes and females. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I know what it's like to stand up to bullies. I'll be your bully stand. Like I'll be your shield. Like I got you. This guy is done, done really being a piece of shit. Uh, not only to me, but to all my friends and to wrestling in general. Like, I don't want to go to a show and be like, oh my God, this asshole is here. No, let's nip it in the butt. Let's talk. Let's just have a conversation because I'm not going to come in in the same room with you and be fake with you. I'm just not doing that. Mm -hmm. So then I knew I show up to the jujitsu tournament. I'm like, I'm just amped at this point. I'm seeing all these little kids go at it. I'm seeing like all these, uh, you know, younger kids go at it. And I just start getting the itch, Renee. I said, you know what, this guy, I'm not going to let him out too easy. I said, no, because then I would be a bitch if I was like, I would be done. I went right back outside. I said, I'm going to need a parking pass, please. 10 bucks. Bam. I said, let me go buy him some tickets. I bought him four tickets, one for him, one for his wife, one for his daughter, and one for the ass whooping I wanted to give him just in case I wanted to give him the ass whooping. I took a picture of it and I tweeted him. I said, hey, now you got no excuse. Be a man. Show up. Paquette's podcast, The Sessions. I believe she renamed it. It's no longer Oral Sessions. It's just The Sessions. Don't know why. I tend to... F they, they come by my uh, YouTube recommendations every now and then. And so... Um, that one popped up. And then it's a clip of what happened between Lindsay Dorado and Izzy's dad. And, and I completely forgot about this story. Here is a prime example of when to shut something down. If someone wants something shut down, you shut it down. I forgot about this story, one. Two, I completely forgot about Izzy until I saw her at WrestleCon last week. And, or two, whenever it was. And I was like, oh, wow, she's still around. That's pretty cool. You know, she's a, she's going to be a lifer. You know, that's, that's actually pretty cool. She's going to uh, make a living off her dream, you know. And so I saw this. I said, that's right. Something did happen. What was it again? Lindsay DeRai was so good at shutting this down. And by the way, this leads into our top story of this particular podcast. Um, as of this recording, I have not seen Morbius. But I am recording this on Friday night. So I have the entire weekend. So I still may drop the more. I still may go see Morbius and still drop it. It depends. If it's morning shows, I'm going to see it. If it's night, night shows, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna care. I just don't care. Just so you guys know. But this leads into the top story. In a weird, bizarre way. But, first of all, Lindsay Dorado, I was this many years old when I realized, one, Lindsay Dorado is a gangster. 
Two, Lindsay Dorado speaks English. And three, Lindsay Dorado is hilarious. So my first introduction to Lindsay Dorado actually was through uh, Cesaro. Um, they had a match. I can't remember what the match was. It wasn't a WWE produced match. But he's talking about this in the podcast later on. Because I, I listened to this podcast with her and I listened to the Johnny Gargano podcast. Both good lessons. Go check her podcast out. Um, but I remember vividly their match because I remember saying, who is this dude? He's kind of dope, right? Didn't even realize it was the same person because of how WWE packaged him. Um, and he says later on how he wanted, he asked for his release and he wanted it. And I do remember him asking for his release, but I think it took him like a, a month or two to actually, uh, honor that request. Well, anyways, if you guys recall going back a, a year or two, maybe a year at least, um, Izzy's parents had started a, a big thing because they were booing MSK. Like, those loud boos were Izzy's family, and apparently Nash Carter made some comments. He apologized for them, but they were just being unforgiving, etc., etc., right? So, they were causing problems. All, it was all They were all over Twitter, mainly the dad, just talking trash and just being a troll. But I guess to me, there's a difference from being a troll and just being someone who's asking you to get their hands put on them. You're you're going above and beyond what a fan should be doing, you know. So I remember Lindsay Doral putting out the tweet at inviting him to come to a jujitsu tournament. And I remember doing more digging at that time. And Lindsay Doral is actually, uh, I think he's like a black belt or something. He's legit like badass that he just happens to wrestle, right? Well, I guess most wrestlers are legitimate badass, if we're being honest. But I completely forgot about that story. And then if you just look at Renee's like, Renee's gotten, in my opinion, so much better at these shows. Like, I remember this, you, you could tell when she's talking to her friends and when she's talking to people she doesn't really know too well. Because um, Renee, I feel like, has the, pod, uh, the, the, the the podcast that people feel is safe. And she must be safe and to say what they want to say. Because if you guys remember, just two weeks ago, MJF did that uh, interview with her, 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 what's his name? The guy who's from the M- he's from the MMA world. Now he's like wrestling. All, now he's doing all wrestling interviews. I, I know he's not all. I'm just Hawani. Uh, I believe, I believe his name's Hawani. Um, they got a UFC band for like uh, life. Air quotes. No air quotes. Can't air quotes. They lasted for like two days. Um, he got in trouble because they they were gonna re- honor the request to do the interview, but they wanted him to do, go through the proper channels. Like Renee Paquette's podcast. I don't even think Jericho can get WWE wrestlers on his show. He can only get them after they leave, if they leave. Renee Paquette is clearly her allegiance is to her husband, and he was with AEW right now, who's all over the place. But like, she gets all the wrestlers. She gets like, and honestly, a lot of the wrestlers only talk to her. Like when Nia Jax got released, she said she's only talking to Renee Paquette. Like this is the first time I actually heard Lindsay Durant speak, but. I think everyone feels like she's like a middle ground. She's safe, so they can talk about whatever. She first thing she I remember the first thing she asked uh, the, f- the first part of the show they had the clip of it, but I remember I watched the entire Killer Cross and Scarlett Brudeau, uh interview. The first thing she asked that's the first question. Hey, what the hell happened? Like it was like, it was immediately after the haze. And I remember saying to myself, damn. Like, that's, but to me, that kind of makes her podcast dope because I do feel like the wrestlers or the porn stars, whoever she has on there do feel a little more at ease and they're just kind of like 
okay, that's kind of cool, you know, whatever, and they feel like they can open up or whatever. So, yeah, I just thought that was a great way to start the show. Because we're, we're about to turn this to the dark side really fucking fast. Reason why I said this is connected to the top story. The top story here is the Nash Carter release. So, really weird stuff. So, first of all, let's just... Uh, first of all, I didn't know Nash Carter was even married, soon to be divorced, to Kimberly of Impact Wrestling. Um, didn't know that. Also, just going off what the Observer, if you listen to Observer or read the Observer at all, I believe... Uh, Brian Alvarez has said that going into last week, WrestleMania weekend, uh, Imperium was told, hey, have your family in the audience. And it was under the assumption that Imperium was going to get uh, retain the tag team championships against MSK. Well, as we saw, MSK won the tag team championships. So it's obviously plans change. Um, and then all of a sudden, the minute they won these tag team titles, I remember seeing the Kimberly stuff that night. Like, it was drowned out because of WrestleMania Night One, but it blew up the next night. And then I remember seeing Wes's wife, who was uh, Nash's, partner, Nash's tag team partner. His wife said, "Well, he's been living with us for the last six months to stay away from her." And then she shows text messages of how, like, Kimberly is lying. And how uh, Kimberly in the text messages say, well, I never said it was physical. I said it was mental. People are just making up their own shit. Well, that's not true because the pictures she put out were of her face essentially being smashed in. And so reportedly, I guess, uh, she thought they were going to work some things out. But Nash said, no, I, I want a divorce. And I guess he's dating Gigi Dolan, lucky guy. And this was clearly planned once she, once he won those, and I guarantee you, if they don't win those tag team championships, none of this comes out. Well, then all of a sudden, Kimberly goes on this tour. And by the way, I'm not taking any sides here. This is all fucking weird and bizarre. She puts out this picture of him, and they say he's dressed as Hitler. Well, one, he has no shirt on. He's not dressed as anything. He's dressed as a naked man. He does have the mustache, the air quotes Hitler mustache, and he's it looks like he's doing that Hitler sign. I don't know what it's called because I'm not ignorant fucking care to know that information because it's just something I wouldn't do. That's an interesting story. A year ago, actually, around this time a year ago, um, as you guys heard with The Godfather, I have worked in strip clubs. And legitimately, there's this one dancer who walks up, this, this DJ. He's a, he's, he's an all right guy. I have no problems with him. He's cool. He's a Jew, though. He's he's Jew. And so she, I'm, I remember I'm walking down some steps, right? And it's like walking down, it's in the night. I'm looking to collect some money from some dancers. I walk down the steps. This dancer walks right past me. Hey, sweet. I'm like, hey, I, I don't care for her because she's kind of, of course, that thing goes off. She's kind of a piece of crap, right? So anyways, I walk over. I'm looking around, see if the dancer's still on the floor. No, I'm not going to go in the locker room because, by the way, we're close. And so everyone's in the locker room getting dressed. It's just, that's just freaking weird. I was just, gonna, I was just sitting, I was sitting on the stage waiting so i'm sitting there all of a sudden she walks up to the, the, the dj and the dj says hey hey love how are you doing she does the hitler stance dance and everything hell hitler and, and she walks away and i remember i was looking i was like did she just do that it was like the weirdest most random thing ever right so i'm sitting there i'm like what wait what so like you just see his face his face this is a white dude right his face is already super white it goes from super white to just ghost. I'm like, oh, 
this is just awkward. So it was like me and like three other people that saw it. So one dude just looks at me, and I guess his brilliant way of breaking attention is, hey, did you see that? <laughs> I was like, I'm going back upstairs. Don't even remember who owed me the money to this day. No, I just remember seeing that being like, one, that was super disrespectful. Two, who thinks to do that? It's just weird and awkward. And three, wow. So anyways, it it's a stupid looking picture. You know, and if that's what he's trying to do, that's what he's that's what he does. That's that's, that's stupid, right? Well, according to Alvarez and Meltzer, WWE were full aware of the allegations from Kimberly weeks ago, months ago, but she wasn't a reliable narrator, which, as she's proven, because people she's been dumb enough to. I'm sorry, dude. I remember when Buster Rhymes. It's a completely different story. I know. I remember when Buster Rhymes was beefing with Ja Rule. Ja Rule had beef with Buster Rhymes. For for those of you who know hip hop, and I remember Buster said he called Ja to have a conversation before he put out a disc record. But he said he wasn't gonna leave a voicemail and have someone use it on a record. Which smart man? She clearly planned all that out, and then she. But she still was texting, um, Wes's wife. Sorry, I don't know her name. And then Wes's wife was just so pissed off, she's putting all these conversations out there. So why would they believe when she's already proven to, essentially, even if he did mentally abuse her, which is still a terrible thing to do, she still said, she the way she presented the argument was that it was physical abuse. Which is something you should never do if it's not actually happening. That is a terrible thing to do. It, it makes the real victims, the real uh, survivors, struggle harder, right? So, yeah, why would they? But apparently the thing that got Nash Carter canned was the Hitler photo, which obviously they want no part of. Why would you? Why? No one should want any part of it. Not WWE, not ROH, not AEW, not New Japan. Nobody. This is not anything to bash WWE. No one should want it. It's so stupid. But this was clearly planned by her. And now he's lost his job. And the, the real victim here is the tag team. But I had thought about this. And I thought about this. It feels like Nash Carter has had the issues in this tag team. Whether it's him making comments uh, and, and going back and forth with Izzy's. I don't remember that whole situation. That's why I don't really want to speak on it. But that's why, that's why I said the connection was there. Because that's how all of this even got started. Um, it's one of those situations where... I remember they had, that's how MSK started getting boots because some comments Nash Carter made. And I believe he was praising his dad or something. Either way, Nash Carter has just had these issues. And I feel like, I feel like he's going to get his job back. I do. I just think they need to step away from it because Kimberly put on the pressure so much. And this divided a lot of people. Like, a lot of people were like, well, it's still mental and it's still difficult. but Which is absolutely true. You know, however, the she never said that in the open. Like, we've had enough people speak out, hashtag, the hashtag speaking out movement in the middle of 2020, I believe, that spoke out about, hey, exactly what happened. This is what happened. That's why Tessa Blanchard doesn't have a job still. People spoke out directly. She was, she presented this argument that he was physically beating her. And then she goes off and says that it wasn't that. And she said, that's people making up. What, what do you think wrestling Twitter is going to do? It's gonna be oh we get what you mean by that no that, that that's not how that's not how that works so this whole thing is weird but the biggest surprise of it all and once again I don't think that photo surfaced until like Sunday or Monday 
No, it had to. Yeah, it started on Sunday. That's what makes other. That's what makes this other thing even entirely, uh, even more weird. Because that that photo service on Monday, I believe, from Kimberly. They were setting up on Tuesday, like they they were moving forward with them as tag team champions. But it was released even before even before Tuesday. I remember seeing a report from Brian Alvarez saying how he he's heard that they're gonna release Nash Carter, even though I believe he was on NXT on Tuesday, which is just a that makes this whole thing weird. You know what it feels like? It feels like the Alberto Del Rio situation. <laughs> Which one? I know. It was when he uh, was talking to some guy. It was, a, it was an employee. And the employee made a racist joke. And Del Rio said, you need to apologize. And the guy said, fuck you. And Del Rio smacked the, the, the holy hell out of him. Well, hashtag he did it first before Will Smith did it, smacking. Um, and I remember like they fired Del Rio. But you could tell like... They did. They, they, they wanted to suspend him. It was reported at the time they wanted to suspend him, but they were worried about a lawsuit from the guy. They ended up bringing him back like three or four months later, I believe, when the, there was no threat of a lawsuit or whatever. This feels like the same situation, but this sucks because now you have a tag team. You just rebuilt them and put them back to the top of your tag team division at NXT. Like, it fucking means anything. We'll get to SmackDown in a second. Um, but it's just crazy to me, like... All this happens, but it feels like Nash Carter just needs to be off TV until his personal life is settled. It feels like everything that's happened to him in the last two years, it's been that ta- it's been him the, the the weak link in that tag team, which is a pretty good fucking tag team that they can use on Raw or SmackDown right now, you know. So I just hope everyone is safe and gets to their corners and whatever they want. If Nash wants to divorce from Kimberly, he gets it. If they need to be separated. And she, he was mentally abusing her. Let him not mentally abuse her anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let them separate. You dig what I'm saying? So that that's just my thing there. The whole situation is weird, though. But, yeah. Let's move forward. Uh, Toxic Attraction won their tag team titles back. That is the second time this has happened to... Well, it was, it was a longer reign. It was three days. But... Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai were the first women's tag team champions in NXT. They lost them that same night to Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. They only won these tag team titles on Saturday last week just to lose them Tuesday. You wonder why, because you have heard for weeks how Raquel Gonzalez was going to be moving to the main roster, which we found out later on. Um, but Toxic Attraction has all the gold again. I didn't understand that move. Maybe one last ride of glory for them. I, I don't know. But anyways... Um, this is another weird story. March 25th, which is now two, two weeks ago, Sonny apparently got into a, Sonny, WWE Hall of Famer Sonny, got into a car crash, and she, and it was a three-car crash, and one of the drivers were killed. Like, she needs to not be driving. She has had so many legal issues, and, like, it feels like she's just spiraling, and I hope she gets her life together. I hope, I hope someone... The same way Mick Foley tried to save China. And I'm not saying he was the only one, but he was the most outspoken. I think someone needs to reach out to Sonny and seriously sit her down and say, hey, how can I help? What do you need? Because she needs some help. And now someone's had their life taken. Not saying it's her fault. These things happen, but it seems to happen a lot around her. So I don't know. Um, but let's move forward. Uh, Raw gets over 2 million viewers for the first time in months. Uh, let's, let's, let's hit SmackDown, because as you guys remember, or you guys can go in the archives, we reviewed Raw after, um, the, Raw after WrestleMania 
on its own entire show last week. So that's why we're not touching Raw. Gunther and Ludwig make their debut. Raquel Gonzalez makes her debut, but now she's Raquel Rodriguez. I thought we were all in the same universe again. I thought NXT was canon, considering they just defended the NXT championship on Raw. And you still change names. I don't get it. And the only reason I wrote Guther is so that way the people who always message me about, come on, call my... You have it. Now leave it alone. Um, but this makes no sense. And it's funny because Sean Ross Sapp, I saw a tweet from earlier. And I'm trying to be on Twitter more. You know, I was on Twitter for like all of two minutes before I looked at the tweet and said, I, this is too much. And I got off. But I saw that one tweet from him that says, I can't believe they're changing names. I I, I couldn't confirm it, but I'll be right back to it. You know, that's a uh, reasons, I guess. The Usos will challenge RK Bro as Roman Reigns said they should hold all the gold. And then he wants to unify the tag team championships now. So it looks like they're going to go to, I believe, Milwaukee or Detroit. It's Detroit, excuse me, or Milwaukee tonight. They are to Detroit in order to unify the tag team championships. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura comes out. It looks like he may be the first opponent for Roman Reigns out of this. I, Brock is beaten, uh, promoted as going to be at WrestleMania Backlash. So, but they did nothing. This was like the weakest week after WrestleMania in in history, of since it's become a thing, the last 12, 13 years. This has been the weakest. Like the two ending, and it really makes me think. I know some people don't believe this, but this really makes me think that Reigns' arm is really fucked up. He might not be wrestling, and if he is wrestling, he's wrestling against Shinsuke Nakamura, I guess. But I don't know where that came from. Shinsuke Nakamura was just in the tag team championship scene. Like, what has he done to deserve a world championship match? You know? So, I, I don't know, but really weird. Corbin and Mad Cat Moss split up as Mad Cat Moss uh, had a fiery comeback, and the fans seemed to, to 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 appreciate that. They were cheering for him, which is awesome for him. Lacey Evans is back in a vignette, and she is a baby face. Remember, last time we saw her was last year. She was a heel taunting Charlotte Flair as she was pregnant with Ric Flair's baby leave that there and ronda rousey has challenged charlotte flair to an i quit match at wrestlemania backlash you knew the rematch was coming let's not pretend like it's we didn't um know this was happening so let's just move forward roh the super card of honor sold twenty thousand pay-per-view buys that's actually pretty good numbers considering that they probably would have, no one, I'm pretty sure no one expected anything. I'm pretty sure I came off the strength of FTR versus the Briscoes, which, by the way, Dave Meltzer just gave five stars to, and they deserved it every second of it. Not just because I was there, but it, I deserved, I did uh, an interview this week, actually, with Blog Talk Radio, and um, uh, I, for, I didn't even think about it. We're going we're to have JT on the show. I, I didn't know how, I didn't realize how big of a fan JT was of pro wrestling. So we're actually going to get him on for an interview and just chop it up wrestling-wise and what he got going on with Woo Radio. For those of you, that's, that, that sounds familiar. Woo Radio made a cameo in the Geneva Convention, one of my comic books. Um, they were on two different issues, and they were kind of like narrating. Uh, that kind of, they weren't narrating those particular issues. So that sounds familiar, that's why. Samoa Joe is announced as being a part of ROH and AEW. And that is proof by the fact that this coming Wednesday, he will have a ROH World Television Championship match against Minoru Suzuki. Holy crap. That's awesome. 
matter of fact, I remember I said last week, someone asked me, said, you touched, they said you got a lot of your bucket, bucket list guys. And I did. Samoa Joe's one of those bucket list guys. That's that's a realistic place. Like I, When I think of bucket list people to meet and get autographs from, it's not anyone in WWE because never, they're never going to lose their bubble. And I think people who are more realistic. Samoa Joe's one of those guys. And it's, it's, a, it's a possibility now, you know. Um, but yeah, that's going to be an awesome match this coming week. Rampage. Tony Nese is currently being courted by Sterling. That's a, that could be an interesting add to his uh, his group. You know, that could be an interesting add. Daniel Bryan beats Trent Beretta. Like, this this match, and if you, for you guys who don't know, the, the best friends used to be in New Japan. They asked out of their contracts to sign with AEW. Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, excuse me, is wrestling a New Japan style right now. You can tell he's looking forward to going there. He said he won't go there, though, until... They can actually cheer and everything, cause like there's no there's like there's still restrictions on that. Like they go and clap, you know, it's just really really weird stuff. But in the match of the night, John Moxley gave everything to Will, 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 Wheeler Yuta, and I don't know why it's so hard for me to say. And um, Yuta became a megastar on this night. Like he, that's, that's just, that's, I'm exaggerating, but it's Moxley gave him so much. Like, he was busted open, bleeding buckets, just so disgusting. But they they had this match on a rampage of all things, That's just, which is great, which is why I feel like, don't you know sometimes you can, like, example, main event you can miss in WWE, right? Sunday Night Heat you could have missed in WWE, right? Um, Shotgun Saturday Night you could have missed. Um, WCW Saturday Night, it was at one point in time before the Monday Night War started, that was must-watch television, Right? Then it became kind of, all right, cool. We can see NWO do a power bomb here, and you at least see them there, right? Rampage has not hit that yet, and I, you could tell Tony, even though the numbers are never going to hit a million, you could tell Tony Khan and TNT are not going to let it become the forgotten show. Like, you don't put Brian Danielson and John Moxley on, on that just for the hell of it. You don't keep Keith Lee and Ricky Starks. They're, these people are too good. But you know what? When you don't have time for two hours in there, two hours, you put them on that third hour and you say, hey, make people watch. You force people to say, hey, if you're not going to watch this, at least watch a YouTube. And you know, and this match was getting praised um, by people on, like, it was like, it was on Reddit or whatever. And I'm not on Reddit, but people were, like screenshotting, hey, I'm not giving you anything away. Watch Rampage. I was like, really? Damn, this is crazy right now. You know, like, this was being praised a lot and it deserved every second of it. And in the end, Yuta got the respect of the Blackpool Combat Club, and it doesn't—they didn't announce he's an official member, but essentially, I would assume he is going to be an official member. And he's—he's he's left. I, as of right now, the only thing that's left is to see, and I, I don't know how long Orange Cassidy's going to be out, but um, it, it looks like it's going it to lead to a six-man tag between the, the best friends, Orange Cassidy, and Willa Yuta and the Blackpool Combat Club, or. Just a Blackpool Combat Club. But um, that was a great hell of a match. Let's hit Dynamite. Dynamite. Adam Cole and Christian Cage in a really good match. I didn't know until Excalibur brought it up. I've, I, I've been thinking that Christian's been just wrestling on Dark, right? Up until this last match, the only person to have pinned the Christian Cage was Kenny Omega. And then Adam Cole. So that means he still only has two losses. That's mind-blowing to me crazy um in a, in a post-match interview where 
Jurassic Express challenged Red Dragon to tag team championship matches at Battle of the Belt. Um, Christian Cage showed some frustration with the loss, you know, and I don't know if it's going to lead to a heel turn. Might lead to a more edgy Christian. Um, either way, I'm obviously, as you guys know, I'm a huge Christian fan. I'm here for it all. Hangman Adam Page challenges Adam Cole to a Texas death match next Rampage, next week on Rampage. And he says, you need to get your affairs in order. And that sounds like an awesome match. Adam Cole looked a little, uh, you can tell he'd been in the one in control for the last several weeks. And he, you can tell he finally lost control. So, uh, damn with the rankings. These, these people are king title matches. So, I'm going with that. Oh, yeah. Also, Thunder Rosa will defend her championship against Nyla Rose. I don't actually know who's number one. Matter of fact, let's just, while we're recording, let's just look it up right now. Uh, spelled that wrong. Let's see. As of April 6th, here are the rankings. Sammy Guevara is the number one contender with Adam Cole at second, Lance Archer third, Kazarian is fourth, and CM Punk is actually fifth. I did not see that coming. Nyla Rose actually is number one on the rankings. Then Serena Deeb, then Layla Hirsch, then Jamie Hayter, and then Brandon Shafir. Didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming whatsoever. Never mind. Mouth shut. Um, Samoa Joe defeated Max Caster. Max Caster had a nice little rap he wrote about Joe, and he got destroyed for it. And I read somewhere in the comments, it was on a YouTube video, are, the, are Max Caster and uh, the Acclaim won anything? Well, if you look at the rankings, the Acclaim won all the time. They just went on Dark. You have to remember, being on Dark and Rampage... It still adds up. Now, do they have many TV wins? No. But I think that's kind of a part of their appeal is that people do like them. You know, and it just comes down to they just they're just they just haven't put all the pieces together yet. Plus, I think Bones is hurt right now. But I need to say this and make a public plea out loud in the public podcast. I've been saying it in private. If I don't get an acclaim action figure, and Jonathan Esther made a good point. He said, dude, the acclaim action figure sells itself. You have the Yo MTV Rap Tights. For those of you who are not old enough, sucks for you. And then you have the Boombox. They come, it would come with the Boombox and the mic. Like, I, but I need those action figures to be made, like, now. <laughs> um, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal said they have a gift for Samoa Joe next week in Louisiana on Dynamite. I have no clue what that can be. This looks like it's going to be heading to their first feud. Um, obviously between, with Joe going between ROH and everything, I don't, I don't see, see, and AEW is tricky like this. This is why sometimes I don't like making predictions for AEW because they don't do disqualifications or counters very often. I don't see them allowing Suzuki to pin Joe this soon. Um, and obviously him winning the, the ROH TV championship was a, a, a novelty token for his hard work for him coming to the states him i don't know i thought his tour was gonna be over last year but he's still here i'm happy before i got an autograph from him but um it's one of those situations where i feel like you're in a no win there you could take the bill off him and put the title on joe which doesn't hurt suzuki he's lost plenty of times on camera you know like last several months 
But I feel like they would want him to be around just... I don't know. I guess it just depends on Suzuki's schedule. If I had to make a prediction, I would say Joe wins the title only because I feel like that was just their way of building up Supercard is putting Suzuki on the card for the TV championship. Um, but we'll see. Like Whatever Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal have for, in store for Joe is um, not going to be good for him now. The captain, the good captain, has defeated Sean Spears. That's two wins over the pinnacle, thanks to a Warlow distraction. Like, And you could tell Warlow had no intention of ever coming to the ring. He just made the distraction to cost Sean Spears the match. And then it was announced by MJF that he will face the captain, and there will be no fluke. It will be next week. We'll see how that goes for them. The Jericho Appreciation Society took a beatdown at, at the hands of Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful. And then Proud and Powerful and Eddie Kingston cut one of the most hood promos ever. They said on site. And when, I, when they said that, I was like, why are they like, why, why are they rapping bars right now, son? <laughs> I was just like, kind of like, okay, this is where they're going. This is where they're going. All right. Um, pretty funny. Um, they're promoting the hell out of this Jay Cargill and Marina Shafir match. Um, and Jay Cargill came up with some, I thought they were cool glasses, but they said that bitch on them. Um, and yes, for you guys, for those of you guys who are asking, I did see that unrivaled, is it unrivaled? No, uh, unmatched. Uh, wave four is coming out. Uh, that's the wave with Jericho as Pond de Leon. Uh, CM Punk's first AEW action figure, um, Jay Cargill, and it's like three others I can't think of off the top of my head right now. The only one I got from there is Jay Cargill. Um, and that's because I was thinking about getting CM Punk's. CM Punk, first of all, Punk's uh, pre-order for his figure is already on like pre-order three, which means you're not getting it to the very end unless you buy the entire uh, set, then you'll, you'll be the first one to get it. Um, but I thought about it, and I was like, man, you know... I, I think that's a problem. This is something I was telling figure four photos off camera before or off mic. Um, like, it's hard for me to like, to continue to build a collection when, like, I've got like, I got a figure from them and I got it autographed. You know, Brian Danielson, I have his autograph, but I don't have a figure autographed. You know, I have a CM Punk autograph on a figure. So it's just kind of one of those situations where it's just kind of just like, it's kind of hard to to want it that i've run into it in the store i'll get it like same thing with ftr i didn't actually buy ftr in pre-order like i said nah, i wasn't sure if i wanted them and i saw them both in stores i well, I saw them in two different stores i saw casual or first and i said you know what i do want ftr and I, so i grabbed it and then i just waited and i said i'll see dax eventually and guess what i did and it's one of those things where it's like if i see it in stores i'll get it if i don't no biggie but yes i the only one i got from that figure that, that uh wave is jay cargill for those of you who, who've been asking the hardy boys defeat the butcher and the blade in the tables match the, the hardys can't keep doing these kind of matches every week then like i think they should kind of be like i know stings on tv too much too sometimes but you know he's only there for like 30 seconds it doesn't bother me i'm sure it bothers other people i feel like the hardy boys should be like on tv twice a month because they, they they can't put their bodies through this all the time. You just look at Jeff. He, my God, him taking the swan time. It just looks like it hurts him so much. And I remember him saying vividly that even when he was in WWE, he stopped doing the swan time house shows. He's going to be doing house, the swan time every night anyway. They, 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 he needs to come up with a, a new finisher. Same with Jericho. I know some people aren't um, 
enamored with the Judas effect, but that that adds years to your career. So the the swanton should be left for special occasions. Sheeta defeated Julia in Owen Hart Cup Owen Hart Cup qualifier. Uh, I think she gave her a little too much, but I think this is because like there, if you look at Julia's eye, it's getting blacker and blacker by the moment and by the uh, by the day. So it's, it's, she's gonna eventually turn, you know. Like she was getting more aggressive. She didn't even kicked the varsity blondes oh, uh, 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 out of the uh, the arena. So it's like you see what's happening here. Uh, Swerve Scott, uh, Keith Lee, Hobbs, Starks brawl. And they're all fighting. And the funniest part about this whole thing was Hobbs is talking all this trash. You get him, Ricky. You kick his... Keith Lee puts him through a fucking wall. (laughs) This is going to be a tag team match next week in NOLA. It's going to be Ricky Starks in his hometown, in our hometown of Louisiana with powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, Swerve. And it feels like... You know what this feels like? I do think this is dope about Rampage. You guys remember when uh, WWE, and I, by the way, I do own WWE 2K22. I've been so busy that I haven't had a chance to even open it, which I, I will eventually. I remember when WWE 2K was, not 2K, it was probably when I was still under THQ, I guess. But I remember when, like, you would be wrestling and, like, uh, nah, building your character up or whatever. I said you picked, I don't know. Let's, think, let's, look, let's look on the wall. Let's see what we have on the wall. Pete Dunn, right? And you would be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna start here. You would start from the bottom. So you would start like matches like Sunday Night Heat or whatever, it's going wrestling the same people over and over again. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Then you would build up. It feels like they specifically put Keith Lee and Ricky Starks and all them on on Rampage, and now this feud is built up to where it's too big to be on Rampage. It deserves to be on Dynamite. So I do think that's kind of cool about that stuff. But this was that was fun to watch. FTR in a fantastic match. They've had a hell of a week. I said this last week. FTR paid thousands of trademarks just to get out uh, from under WWE's contract. They said they wanted to prove they were the best tag team in the world. They wanted to wrestle different tag teams. They wanted to have their, their kind of matches. They didn't want to do goofy shit. They just wanted to have great wrestling matches. They One, they already proved it when they left, right? But then you go, and the first match they had with the Bucks was good, you know, and, and it told a story. Because their story was always no flips, all fists. And Cash does a flip, cost himself, and the Bucks won the tag team championships, and the Bucks beat them. But this was never over, you know? And so all of a sudden, next thing you know, you have part two. And after their five-star classic match, they have part two where, you know, they end up beating the Young Bucks in a great match, got some revenge, and now that's one-on-one. They're tied up. And remember, think about this. Think about how crazy this is. Both times FTR and the Bucks have faced, FTR have been the champions. Bucks have not been the champions. They put both the ROH and the AAA Tag Team Championships on the line. I think it's the first time the AAA Tag Team Championships were on the line in Dynamite in history. But this was a great match. FTR's had a hell of a week. Look back at this week right here. If you look back at this week alone, these last five to six days, this week will make them the best tag team. This will, this should have put them at number one in the tag team rankings all year this, this year, whether it's under PWI whether it's under the Observer, whoever, this will put them as the best tag team of 2022. Put money on that. And the last news and notes of the night, or the day, excuse me, listen to me, is, is the nighttime, is one, Layla Hirsch possibly injured at the dark tapings, and two, Tony Khan put out a, a funny tweet. 
And I had to actually go on Twitter, which made me hate Tony for confidence, and look at it. He said he paid research to find out that 80% of the AEW haters on Twitter were AEW bots. My first thought, and everyone had fun with this, obviously. This this was all tongue-in-cheek. I get it. He's serious, but it still became tongue-in-cheek type of thing. It's just hilarious to think that this man spent money to say, hey, do people really hate us that much? You don't need to pay money, my man. People really do hate AEW that much. <laughs> they do. They just, they just do. So, and, and it's vice versa with WWE. You know, there is no in between it. So, uh, that is your Monday show for this week. Check it out. Remember programming note. I keep getting notes from you guys. Program, listen to this. I know some, some of you guys don't listen to the Monday show. And I get that, but you need to listen to this. With Moon Knight being out, I'm going to watch each episode the day of and record the show the day of. It will not be on delay. Before, we're doing it as a delay. So if episode one came out, it'll come out when episode two came out. We're not doing that. The day of, I'm watching and recording the show on the spot. So that way, um, we are right there with everything. Because this show so far has been pretty exciting. So thank you guys. Like, subscribe. Please, if you listen on Spotify, there's a new Spotify star record. Please like us on Spotify. It helps out the channel so much. So that's the show. Talk to you guys Wednesday. I am out.